This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh, Tom Cruise flying an F-16, you're like, that could be possible, and then add something <laughs> to it, you know? And Willis. Avatar, asterisk, pretty sure James Cameron has sold his little devil. Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news, and debate about what it all really means. We are back again, because <laughs> I don't know how to start this episode. Uh, so saying Splitters. saying we are back is actually pretty good because we're back is the dinosaur movie. That's true. We are we back. Are back. A Different to open a podcast. <laughs> That's true. We are back. Your two favorite podcast hosts. Uh, and we got some movie news to talk about this week, guys, because some interesting things have happened. Um, obviously, John Wick Four has come out, so we're going to talk a little bit about the box office as well as the overall edition of stunt awards because this movie is out this year we got mission impossible dead reckoning coming out later mm -hmm. this year and the ante has been upped for stunts recently yeah and it's kind of undeniable and we can't really exclude it anymore from these from these award shows so we're going to talk a little bit about that we're also going to follow up on our last week's conversation about victoria alonzo the vfx supervisor yes. from uh marvel studios and disney because we've got some more former yeah yeah, we've got some more information that has come out about that situation, so we're going to talk about that as well. But before we do that, let me run through what's coming out this week. Um, for theaters, we have Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, coming yes. out March 31st. I'm actually really excited about I'm this hyped. movie. Like, I'm, I'm hearing <laughs> good things about it, too, because I'm like, I, I, I had like bated breath with it. I was kind of like, this could easily just be terrible. I know. But, but I'm like, hearing good things. So I'm, I'm like, hearing good things. The cast is really good. I'm here for yeah. it. It looks funny. Chris Pine's doing this Chris Pine thing. Um, we also have Spinning Gold, A Thousand and One, and A Good Person all coming out in theaters on March 31st as well. I guess I said Good Person last week, but that was limited. Now it's hitting wide. I still don't know uh, if you're going to be able to find it. I like It's so small that some theaters yeah. are not playing it, so... That's what's coming out for theaters, for streaming, for shows. We have the Big Door Prize hitting Apple TV Plus on March 29th. We have Emergency NYC hitting Netflix on March 29th. We have Riverdale season. Oh, God, I didn't put the season. Riverdale's yeah. coming back for another season. I'm not going to look it up. Uh, on the 29th on the CW, Rap Caviar Presents, which is interesting because Rap Caviar is a is. Spotify playlist. Mm. So I don't really know how that has anything to do with anything, but that's coming to Hulu on the 30th. We have Unstable coming to Netflix on the 30th. Die Hard 2, Die Harder <laughs> coming to Roku on the 31st. I, I like, I don't I've, know. I, I've been seeing ads for this. Yeah. And I just assumed it was like spam. Yeah. Or something that was like, like until I saw that, I was like, oh, this is a real movie. I thought this was like something yeah. that came out. Like, I mean, I guess it's Roku, but it's like. There's a first one. Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and it's a show. I don't, I don't really know. Whatever. We're not going to go into it. Um, we also have Doogie Kamialoha, MD, which I think is a Doogie Hauser like recall, yeah. maybe. Coming to yeah. Disney Plus on the 31st, which I'm like, dude, kids don't feels know very who Disney Doogie Plus. Hauser yeah. is. Like, are you kidding me right yeah. now? Um, it's uh, very How I Met Your Father vibes. I know, but even further And not just back, because it's... You know, Patrick Harris. Yeah. True, true. It just, it's very, <laughs> very strange. Um, and then we have The Power hitting Prime on March 31st for movies. Prom Pact is coming yes. to Disney Plus on March 30th. Killbox Soon is coming to Netflix on the 31st. And Murder Mystery 2 is hitting Netflix on the 31st as well. I did not see Murder Mystery, Me but either. I watched the trailer for Murder Mystery 2 and I'm like, I could laugh at this, I feel like. I heard Murder Mystery 1 was kind of fun. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, you know what you're getting into. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Um, and Netflix. Adam Sandler, Netflix gig. Yeah. Exactly. They paid him so much money for these movies. So that's what's coming out this week, guys. And uh, without further ado, let's talk about some movie news. Yes. So Victoria Alonso, a name that I don't think either of us knew before last week nope. because she was the head of VFX or supervisor of VFX at Marvel Studios up until last week when yes. she exited suddenly and we didn't have any more information. So we were speculating wildly that episode. Yes. 
we now have some more information about her situation. Um, how do we go about doing this? So from what we can tell, and uh, it's so strange yes. because a lot of these articles come out saying like her lawyer says it's like well you can't really go off of that because the lawyer obviously just says yeah this is the, the party official line. statement like yeah it's like this I, is you know yeah but apparently there was rumors that she was fired over well one that she was fired we didn't know that yeah. first and foremost we thought maybe she'd exited because of the quantumania backlash or the vfx backlash in general but we yeah. really didn't know there was there was debate last week uh about whether or not she left as a like falling on the sword kind of thing to uh right the ship of the vfx the terrible vfx at marvel right which we both know is like that's not how it's done but at least optically people were already sure. saying it on twitter they're like oh so then that means the vfx will get better it's like that's yeah she was a part of iron man one's vfx yeah. so like that doesn't mean anything <laughs> yeah so this is this is not what happened no it is not she did happened. not fall on the sword. She was dismissed. She was dismissed. And um, at first, rumors were circulating and wasn't exactly proven, but that she was fired, quote-unquote, over Argentina 1985 because she was an executive producer on that yes. film. And then we were like, oh, interesting. Why would that have happened? We now have more information that there was a contract or a deal, and I'm sure this is with all of the Disney executives because yeah. I'm sure people are working at all different studios doing different things, that she was not allowed to do any promotion for Argentina 1985. Well, so, yeah, she had what was essentially a non-compete clause in her yeah. contract that says you can't go make movies with a different studio. Yeah. Yeah, which, like, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> you know, if, if you work for a company, that's like a, a super standard kind of thing if you work for a company you can't go work for a direct competitor right argentina 1985 put out by it was warner brothers right i believe so i um, yeah yeah so yeah i mean like what does it say if you know, optically you know i think a lot of this is all about how it looks is like what does it say if one of your head vfx people goes and makes a movie with someone else right you know like yeah <laughs> right. so that I get. I'm like, yeah, a non-compete clause. Right. You, you can't, can't do that stuff. Exactly. So, yeah, from there, um, I don't know if you want to continue or I can I can keep talking here. Uh, Go for it. So, yeah, basically, she has a non-compete clause, but that didn't stop her. Yeah. Um, she was a producer on Argentina in 1985. She is from Argentina. Yes. So it's like a, very much like a, a passion project for her. And the issues started arising, supposedly, when she started campaigning for it. Yes, publicly. Publicly, yeah. Um, which, and this is where we're getting into the we still don't really know kind of situation. Right. Disney is saying she was told multiple times not to work on Argentina 1985 and not to promote it. And I think it was at, it premiered at Cannes, I want to say. Um, that sounds right. Uh, Venice. Venice, yeah, Venice can, France, Italy, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, at, at Venice she was she was promoting it, and that's kind of not okay. Oh, so, sorry, that's right. That's a breach of contract. Yeah. So Disney is saying she was told multiple times to stop, and that she couldn't work on it and all that. Uh, she is saying through her attorney at this point that she was given permission to work on it. Yeah. Which is kind of the linchpin in this whole conversation. Yeah. If they said yes, then, her then Disney fired. Then like, there's something to be said there. Um, That's you know, a and I massive mean, it, lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, and it's, we're going to get very quickly into like, what do you have like written confirmation of? Do you have an email that says it? Or was it like, yeah, sure. Go work. Yeah, on you that. got this. Yeah. <laughs> did that did Disney maintain deniability kind of thing? Right. Um, and was it Chapek? <laughs> yeah or um if they didn't say she could do it then like yeah you can't do that yeah you know like i th there's something to be said for like passion projects and all that kind of stuff sure but like that's how like the industry works man you can't just 
Yeah. Can't void a contract. Yeah. You can't just do whatever you want. Like there's a hot at play there. <laughs> exactly. And it's so funny too, because apparently she attended a lot of like screenings for like Black Panther Wakanda Forever because it was right mm-hmm. during that same time. And she did the panels for Argentina and not for Black Panther. Like she was full. Yeah. That's why I'm like, there's got to be something more to this because you don't just do that. Like she yeah. walked with the Argentina 1985 crew versus the Wakanda Forever. Crew. Yeah. So I'm the, like with the red car. She was with the director of. Yes. Uh, on the red carpet. Yeah. So um, that's like there's something deeper here that we're not that we just don't know because that's yeah. like severe misunderstanding or there's just like truly she was allowed to do this well now, yeah. she might be thinking marvel's a sinking ship right now potentially and i can get work anywhere like i have a resume that will get me work yeah. at any major studio in the world so like maybe let's go for the oscar nom that's actually a good movie and like leave all of this stuff behind i'm not I, who knows this is speculation sure. but i'm like that sounds like pretty good man like void the contract promote a great film that's that's so <laughs> tough though because that's like i mean this is disney we're talking about like it is. disney and like the film industry like if she doesn't have permission they could like crush her you they know could. what i mean they could like as part of a settlement and like i'm speculating wildly but like as part of a settlement say like yeah you can't produce for 10 years sure you sure. know if that and, was like, part if of that's, the yeah well no i'm saying like if like you know, if there's a lawsuit and it's settled, because like, I mean, you get into legal stuff. It's like there'll be a lawsuit and a countersuit and all this. And we're wherever we come out, like if yeah, Disney is able now. to claim like. Not even damages so much, but like this was like breach, breach of yeah. contract, like <laughs> they, there's yeah, it's Cut that's a gamble, creek. man. Like, yeah, which is why, like in my head, I'm kind of like she had to have at least thought that she was in the clear. Yeah. This is a massive swing. This is a huge thing to do. If she's like trying to like pull something over on right. her bosses. Right. Um, Cause it's like power. Like you're going up against the big dog. Yeah. And they do not. <laughs> it's <laughs> tough. It's tough to say, man. It is tough to say. And it's also like, one of those would anyone have cared if it was not like an uh, if it was not getting press if it was just like a small indie right that didn't make any noise right would they have cared you know or would it have been a breach of contract enough quote unquote to like fire her like right i i don't know and it's also funny because I'm like, again, like we are two people who, you know, we haven't been doing this podcast for that long, but I think that we're pretty up and up with our information and, you know, the folks that we know of. And, you know, I had no knowledge of her prior to this. I didn't know she was promoting yeah. Argentina 1985. If this had never come to light, I would have never known that she produced, you know, 1985. Like, it's one of those things where I'm like, this is she got fired and now everybody knows about it. Like yeah. the general public, I'm sure the people in the industry understood what was going on, but I'm like, for the general public, like they did not, you, Disney brought this to light by firing her. Like, yeah, very yeah. Weird. Well, and that's, and that's the kind of thing that I'm like, if it had been some, if it had been a nothing project, like, you know, who knows? Right. But like, right. I don't know. It's also one of those things that I'm like, the passion project of it all yeah, comes in. Like, that's the thing that I'm like. I could see pushing back on this if it's like. Sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, she, she is Argentinian, like, you know, and it's like a big thing for her. And I, like, I get that. And it's like that mentality can take you so far in terms of justifying what you're doing. Sure. But like walking the red carpet with the Argentina 1985 (laughs) has got to be like, like you know that's going to cause prop like yeah that's it's yeah. like a tough that's why I'm like there's no way like there there has to be some kind of misunderstanding here or or like yeah. a, just a bad blood like there's got to be yeah. like that is either like a you don't give a shit or you just thought that this was cool cuz like yeah. you were burning a bridge if you did not know if you 
yeah you know didn't get the okay for this like, or i mean like like an arrogance of like well then i'm i've been here since iron man they're not gonna fire me over some small film that i'm doing it's possible it's definitely possible um I, this is I, gonna get messy i know i know this is gonna get we're gonna be hearing about this for a little while um, yeah yeah and we it didn't was, even sorry, talk about this clarification yeah uh argentina 85 was produced by amazon not HBO, oh, as we said earlier. Oh, 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 okay, interesting. That's even weirder because they're like a newer company. Yeah, but it's also like Amazon, like arguably yeah, like a bigger <laughs> Definitely. entity to be like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'll just go make. Yeah. Like you don't just go make a film with Amazon and think it's whatever. It's um, true. It's true. And it was only in part produced by Amazon, but like. But still, like, it, you know. Like yes, she's seasoned enough, she should have known what she was doing was going to cause problems. Yeah, you know, um, which is why I think that she thought she was in the clear. Yeah, I'm coming down on her. I, th- it, I'm not even coming down on a side. It, it literally is just that linchpin of like, did she or did she not have permission? Right, right. Was it cleared? Because if it was cleared, then go to hell, Disney. Yeah, like what are you doing? Yeah, but if yeah. not. Then if you open if you didn't have permission and you openly like promoted a film from a rival studio when you know you have a non-compete clause that's in your contract, dumb. then like that's yeah, then that's on you. And that like is, it, I wonder what the hell is gonna happen in the interim for Disney. We didn't even talk about this last week, but I'm like, what do they do right now? It's true. Like that's a huge role to be filled by who? Like they're they're constantly in a state of turmoil, especially when it comes to VFX. And so I'm like now trying to write this ship. How, what do you do? Like, how do you, how do you just find someone who can take over? I mean, we're about to enter really enter phase five. Like, you know, we're seeing some of the movies now, but it's like, we talked about this last week, you know, fantastic four. Um, what was it? Captain America. Like there's a ton of huge movies coming that like are coming soon, like within the next two years that will require VFX. (laughs) In the next well, and I mean, years. it's not like she's sitting there, like, you know, rendering VFX on her, no. you know, well, on her sure. computer, but like, but you know, someone needs to be in charge. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's tough. It is tough. It'll be interesting to see too, who they, who they find to replace her. Yeah. Which will be something I feel like we have to actively keep an eye out for because there'll be a, I feel like that's a thing. There'll be a couple articles about it, but it'll be like a person will just come in. Absolutely. Yeah. God. Uh God, I have no transition here. I had one a second yeah. ago. Um speaking uh, no, I was gonna say speaking of someone you should keep an eye on, I guess, maybe. Sure. John Wick? I don't know. John Wick. <laughs> um John Wick chapter four, released last weekend. Uh wasn't sure how it was gonna do really because every every movie makes a little bit more money than the last one. And I truly don't know how much of a general audience footprint John Wick has. I know that we love it, and I know that there are very certain people who love this type of movie. But, you know, if you don't love brutal action films, (laughs) this is definitely not going to be enjoyable for you. But, alas, John Wick opened with a $30 million opening day with, I believe, $9.8 million on the Thursday pre-screening. That's pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> and then it had a $73.8 million domestic opening over the weekend and a $137.8 million worldwide opening this weekend, which obliterated everything in its path. Um, yep. It's the biggest opening for this franchise, the biggest opening for the month, the biggest opening for the weekend, or biggest movie that weekend, I should say. Um, yeah. And it's funny because, like, you know, we're going up against movies like Shazam that you were and even ant-man i guess to some extent that were like the the money makers like those were Mm -hmm. you can easily make 500 million dollars on these movies and not have to blink an eye yeah and shazam is stalling and i don't want to talk to i actually heard somebody talk to me about the podcast today and they're like you shouldn't talk so much shit about a movie you haven't seen and i was like you're right i shouldn't i haven't seen shazam too um but it is absolutely tanking at the box office with, I think, like a 68 or 70% drop from the previous weekend, yeah. which it only opened to $30 million. So I'm just I'm just laying the facts out. Um, yeah, it's um, domestically, 
yeah, it did 36 mil its first weekend mm-hmm. um, and nine this its weekend? second weekend. <sighs> yeah. So it's so, a, like a 70% drop is the math. So it may not even crack 100 mil? Uh, well, I mean, it's done 100 worldwide. Oh, so, okay, okay. Yeah, but I mean, domestic, it's 45 and international, it's at 55. Wow. So it's like, that's terrible numbers compared to like John Wick's international. Yeah, 64. Total. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the times are changing a little bit here uh, for, for neutral reasons, I would say. But it's interesting because, you know, Scream 6 and Creed 3 both also have been doing gangbusters at the theater. And so we can't just say like, oh, a sequel. I think it's like... There's something to be said for good movies just yeah. well, existing. <laughs> there's something to be said for, like, there's still a a hunger for familiar IP. Sure. You know, I mean, because the ones you're talking about here, like Scream and John Wick and Creed, none of these are, like, sequels. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Creed 3 is the third one. Like, Scream right. is 6, John Wick 4. It's like, these are franchises that have been bubbling kind of I don't want to say under the radar or below the surface but like that's the kind of vibe I mean yeah um that now that like the superhero mindset draw I guess mm-hmm. is like falling by the wayside that's what people are looking to yeah you know yeah and it doesn't hurt that they are also like really good movies you know yeah and we can even I'm, bring it back to last year with Top Gun and Avatar. It's like, yeah, sh- like what? Those should not have really done that well. But yeah, well, a- Avatar, like it's an anomaly. Avatar asterisk. Pretty sure James Cameron has sold his old devil. Just like, <laughs> yes, for astronomical I mean, guy, yeah. box office yeah. numbers. Um, but I mean, like, yeah, it's weird. I mean, even so I'm looking at the top box office for 2023 thus far. Mm-hmm. Um. Number think- seven of which is John Wick Chapter Four. Um, yeah, it's seven for, for the days. year. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, number one is Avatar, which is weird. Uh, number two is Ant Man and the Wasp. Well, not weird, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ant Man and the Wasp is number two, and then we get Creed three, and then we get Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan is five, so there's our first non yes. franchise. Let's go. Uh, and then Scream, and then John Wick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our, you know, eight, nine, and ten are a man called Otto, which is wild to me. That's hilarious. Um, Cocaine Bear and Jesus Revolution. Um, Very. But those are also in like the sixty million dollar range. Sure. So, you know. Yeah. Um, and who knows what that'll look like at the end of the year? But sure. It's all still franchise stuff, but it's franchise stuff that's drawing on the quality of yes. the film as opposed to this is. An interconnected universe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Straight up, that is what it is. I mean, it's there's no homework with John Wick. I mean, John Wick, I think all four movies take place within like a week. Can <laughs> I ask, is that true? Is there no homework with John Wick? Like, because no, I mean, I'm like, I, I I was thinking about it the other day and I was like trying to remember exactly like where we, because it has to do with the high table, I know. And I'm like, I think think that was referenced in the previous ones i have to rewatch all the john wick movies yeah um, so here's what i'll say if you've never seen a john wick movie and went into this movie you probably would enjoy it there's there okay. is lore and we love the lore so it's important sure. to us but it's not like just in your face you need to know this like you meet new characters they explain themselves they explain sure. what the high table is again they explain what being excommunicado is and deconsecration of a of a hotel mean. Like you get mm-hmm. a sense of what everything means, and it's not too heady to the point where you're like, "Oh, wait a minute." So Kang was in Loki season one. Yeah. Uh, this variant of like like even for Ant Man, you're just like your head is spinning as to where I'm supposed to be thinking. Sure. Even with Creed three, even with Scream six, like we're not in that realm. We're just like yeah. it's just the same story still. Like so, it's it's really it's not franchise that's fallen by the wayside. It's interconnectedness. It's homework. Like people don't want the homework. Crazy. 
And like you could go into like if you had never seen all three John Wick movies, like you'd be confused as to like who Winston is and like some of these people. Sure. But you're there for Keanu. Like you're there yeah. for him just beating the shit out of people for three hours, and that's what you get. And same thing with like I guess with Creed, you know, you have Rocky in the mix, and you have to. Sure. But they really explain it pretty well. Like I've only seen maybe one or two Rocky movies, but you get the full sense through the Creed movies, like who Apollo Creed was, who yeah. Rocky was, what he means to the city of Philadelphia, you know, just in those movies alone. So, and with Scream, it's like, you know, we know Scream, it's very, yeah, it's they, they explain Scream, the rules. Like we were saying earlier, yeah. Scream's been around for, uh, yeah, for 30 yeah, years. 30 um, years, yeah. But Which I guess Rocky has too. <laughs> sure, sure. But they're low stakes. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like coming out of John Wick that I'm like, okay, I got to, you know, stay for the stinger and I got to see what happens in the next one. Like, I Mm. just was like, let's talk about John Wick 4 for a minute. Not like how this plays into the universe, you know? Yeah. So let's let's ask this question then. This is kind of away from the the box office, but let's ask this question. Uh, Ballerina? I think that's the Anna de Armas spinoff coming. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Is that going to be hurt by being interconnected with... John Wick or does that need to be just like a spinoff because like spinoffs arguably can still work definitely definitely I don't have an example but sure (laughs) um I think it can still work because well from what I know about ballerina is at the ballet academy where John Wick was trained Mm -hmm. she was also there and they split directions and so like it was like one went this way one went this way so it's more of the world of John Wick that you have to understand versus this person. And mm-hmm. so I think having it be that and being like, this is just an underground league of assassins that you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. That's really all the explanation you need about John Wick. It's like, yeah. you don't need to know why the cops aren't coming. You go, you get it. They don't want to mess with these guys. Like yeah. they're never going to come to these fights because they're never going to mess with John Wick. So I hope it's not hurt by that. But I also am like the filmmaker who's making ballerina. I'm like, Mm. not a fan. So we'll see. But they're also making a a continental hotel uh, show prequel. They're also making it like, so it could get really out of control pretty fast. Cause John Wick is simple, man. It's just a dude who wants to get out of the assassin world and gets dragged back in. You know, I will say as of a few hours ago now, it looks like, Mm. um, maybe earlier today uh ballerina has gotten a release window good um, lord okay not which, next year please tell me not next year 2024 spring or summer is what they're targeting <sighs> okay all right um i mean if it's so good we'll yeah i i i really don't yeah it's so hard because this, this these movies are so good but like you like the lore is so deep that you can just make these things into whatever and if they're not if we never hear about john wick like i'm cool with that you know well so it's interesting so i'm reading along here and we're getting way off we can we can bring it back to the sure (laughs) the schedule here in a a second but i'm reading uh anna de armas keanu reeves angelica houston and ian mcshane are all in this Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Which I don't know. I mean, I know Ian McShane. I don't remember Angelica Houston's character. Um, is was... Anna de Armas in Parabellum? No. That I'm not remembering? No. no. Okay. No. She is a new um, character that is being introduced. Great. Um, um, we're also getting Norman Reedus and Gabriel Byrne. So. Okay. Like that. Yeah. Like that a lot. Um. So, I don't know. Um. Interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that does. That'll be like a a litmus test, I think, for what audiences are looking for these days. Absolutely. And I think the rest of this year, I'm very interested to see how a lot of different movies um, Mm -hmm. do because we just got a release date for Killers of the Flower Moon. I believe that's October 20th. Ooh, I didn't hear that. Nice. Yeah, so because that's premiering at Cannes. I think Asteroid City is Mm -hmm. premiering at Cannes, so we'll get those later in the year. Um, And I just like, do people... Like, will those do big numbers? Like, I know those are expensive movies. So I'm yeah. like, and if Guardians, like, how will Guardians of the Galaxy 3 do? Because that's the only one that I'm like, at least that will be a good movie. 
You know, it's yeah. James. We know it's going to be a good movie, but if that doesn't do well, then it will spell the true end of people caring about superhero movies. You know, it's true. It's true. And I mean, we'll still get hype for like the big things, but yeah, yeah. Before a year, Booster five Gold a year, is yeah, Booster Gold. <laughs> but that's the thing. If it's good, yeah, like the Lantern Show that's supposed to be, and we're getting way off now, but yeah. It, the the I think the bottom line is it just has to be good, you know. Yeah, and people will go. But yeah. um, to bring it way back to John way Wick, back. way, we got way back, off there. Uh, no, not so. I we we're still in the John Wick universe. It's true, true, and you know, um, stunts, stunts are an integral part of John Wick. Not just John Wick, but basically every movie you've ever seen. Like there are stunts that you don't know have happened, just like there are VFX shots that you don't know are VFX yeah. shots. It's just a part of filmmaking. And stunts have never that's not true. There have been some honorary stunt awards, but in an in an official capacity, they have not been a part of the Academy Awards. Yes. Ever. And that is a travesty, especially because one, movies back in the day, oh, are you kidding me? We're talking Buster yeah. Keaton, like Yeah. Charlie Chaplin, like even Michelle, you know, like we're talking like these people <laughs> are doing crazy things on film yeah. that are just not recognized in any capacity. And John Wick, and I think, you know, Tom Cruise has a lot to do with this too. It's like they're bringing an, a level that you cannot ignore to these yeah. movies where you watch John Wick. I mean, there's a stair fall that is very Buster Keaton esque actually. And I heard Chad talk about this. He's like, <laughs> yeah, there's Buster Keaton in this fucking movie, dude. And I'm like, yes, I saw it. There are stair falls in this film that had me just like, how did that guy get up mm-hmm. full scale, jumping down an escalator head first, rolling down, like jumping down a 300 flight of stiff, like, like stuff yeah. that you can't even comprehend. And so, the conversation is here. Why yeah. are stunt awards not at the Academy Awards? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? The Tom Cruise flew an F sixteen. <laughs> yeah. And we're not gonna what? <laughs> and we're just like yeah, letting that that float by. Yeah. Like it's an interesting thing because all of the things you were saying, I and mean, I feel like we're getting into a very unique time of it because. It was a terrible sentence. Uh, <laughs> we're getting into a very unique time for this kind of stuff because I think we're getting past the point of like, let's just make everything CG. Yes. Which was definitely what it was for a little while there. Like the late 20 aughts, the early t- like te- 20 teens. Yeah. 20 teens. That's a weird concept. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like where it was just like, oh, well, you know, we'll just put them on a green screen and then they can like jump a little bit. I think of like right. Electra where she does like the jumps and stabs through the thing. Like, yes. okay. Yeah. We'll just like CG everything. Two feet off. Um, the, yeah. Yeah. I honestly, if I have to be honest, what I'm thinking about is blue crush where she's like CG onto waves, but, uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, but like we're past that kind of thing. And like in that people are doing things that are beyond what would, be just done with CG. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Where it's like, it has to reach that level and be better than that level and still look real. Yes. Yes. And I think something that is really important. And I, I honestly comping this from Indiana Jones, Raiders, the lost Ark to the new Indiana Jones movie. It's like, there are moments in Raiders that you're like, he's doing that. Yeah. Like whether it's Harrison or whether it's a stunt person, like, they are actually doing that. And there's something to be said for that. And the realism of like, oh, wait a minute, that is Keanu Reeves beating yeah. up those dudes. Yeah, it's choreographed. But that or means I that think it's of, possible. Yeah, I think of um, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan, yes. Like every Jackie Chan movie you watch, and I had a whole debate with my wife earlier about Jackie Chan. Um, not debate, <laughs> but uh, like every Jackie Chan movie you watch, there's that little bit extra there where you're like, that's fucking him. He's doing it. That's like, and you see the blooper, I'm thinking of Rush Hour, but like you see the the bloopers at the end where he's like, you know, does a thing and doesn't quite make it. And he's like, damn it. And like, you know, goes again. And there's like an authenticity to that. And like that, I think people appreciate and like, as they should, it's incredible. Yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable. And, you know, 
John Wick is a good primer for Mission Impossible, I think, because they're very different, mm-hmm. but they're very similar. Like John Wick is very it's combat heavy where Keanu was just throwing dudes around for real and, you know, trained for 12 months at the gun range. And mm-hmm. whereas Tom Cruise is jumping off of a, like taking off on the outside of a plane, like on a yeah. runway, like doing the stuff like on the Burj Khalifa where it's like knowing that Cruise is up there, mm-hmm. it does something to your psyche where you're like, this is actually possible. Like this is not something yeah. where it's like Captain America is holding the, you know, the helicopter to like you know that that's not possible. Yeah. Tom Cruise flying an F sixteen, you're like that could be possible, and then add something <laughs> to it, you know. Well, let's let's also like let's examine here because we're we're talking you know Keanu and Jackie Chan and Tom Cruise who are, are the guys that are actually doing it. Sure. But like, there's a level of like stunt people in this yes. that is are doing things way beyond what any actor is going to do. Yes. Not that they're not actors, but like, but sure. In, yeah. Just in that, like the production's not going to sign the insurance waiver for Keanu Reeves to like, you know, die. Stairfall. Down a, yeah. A, a stairfall. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, there's such a level to it. Arguably here, here we'll tie it back. Arguably the things that we're seeing in the stunt world right now. Yeah. Are just as impressive as any other, technical category at the Oscars. Yes. You know what I mean? And arguably a little more accessible. Like, can I, do I have a better appreciation of stunt work in a film than I do for like sound design? Like, I think so. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, like, I I mean, I have an appreciation for sound design and like, I appreciate (laughs) what sound designers do. Of course. (laughs) There's a, a visceral reaction to, to, stunt work that like i think is really intense it's intense and it's and it's a true achievement like you know i talked obviously you haven't heard tuned in yet because it comes out in a few days from now but i talked a lot about john wick 4 because i saw it in the theater and there are things in that movie that are just like you have to see to believe and even when you see it you don't believe it because you're like that person did it and i know that they did it because i know that the filmmaking process and there's something so tactile about watching yeah. a dude literally fall down a flight of stairs that you're just like oh my god like oh where you just there's another level of um of involvement and engagement with that material yeah. that you're just not getting when people are just you know throwing a droid against a wall in star wars or whatever and i love <laughs> star wars but like yeah there's no stakes to that when jedi are cutting droids down and they know yeah. that and there are stakes to john wick getting beat up and, you know, beating dudes up. It's just. <laughs> so from the Oscar point of view, what's why? Why not? Well, they don't like genre. True. In action, like the only way you're going to get this is in a Tom Cruise or a John Wick movie. Like you're going to get that level of stunt work that, that well, would be Oscar worthy, I would say. So it, it's yes and no, but also it's interesting because. There are so many different kinds of stunt work that we're talking about here. It's true. I mean, you you were saying it with Tom Cruise versus Keanu. It's like it's fight based versus like just madness. Stunt based, I guess, for, (laughs) you know, like, you know, versus jumping off of a a building or hanging outside of a building. Right. Um, But also like put like there's like stunt driving in there. That's like a whole nother thing where it's like it's hard. Like it's such a massive thing. Yeah. That I. Here's here's what I'm getting at is if you have a stunt category, can you have one category? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, can you put the stunt work in John Wick four up against, we'll say, like the stunt work in Top Gun Maverick? Mm, I get what you're saying. Or um, like, I don't want to really, but like, or like. Fast and Furious, like, you know, the car work kind of thing. Right. Like, are those comparable? I mean, like, we talk about sound design. It's like the sound design, there's a set standard kind of thing, and it can be whatever kind of film, but it's all like the sound design is going to be a similar kind of thing. Sure. No, I totally get that. And I don't, I think that they could only because you could apply a similar concept to that to acting, I guess. Like in a way where you could say yeah. like, you know, you could you could have a silent performance 
win an Academy Award. Yeah. You know, if you really wanted to. The artist. Did he win an Academy Award? Yeah. Either way. I think artist won Best Picture. It definitely won Best Picture. So it's like, um, you know, I think they could just go for overall how much did this impress people Mm -hmm. and just like the absolute nature of what's going on because um, like I'm thinking of like old Burt Reynolds movies too where like you just Mm. see stuff where you're just like, what the living hell, man? Like this is (laughs) How on earth did that just, yeah. Like this is like, what's the health, what's the insurance on this? Because this guy probably is going to die. Well, also it's interesting. I'm like talking myself out of my own concept here now, but like (laughs) the, the acting comparison really, really pulls it out because the way the Academy does it is the five would be nominated by stunt coordinators. Exactly. Um, which that's an interesting question is like, does the Academy have stunt, stunt co- members? <laughs> I don't think so. I have no idea. Which is like, maybe, I mean, if we want to get back to like, why is there not a stunt category? Right. That might be why. It might be why. Which mean, but but that also means that they're not taking it as seriously as they would for an acting category or any of the yeah. technical categories. It's like, but is it because they don't take action films seriously? Like Top Gun Maverick is a total anomaly for it to be nominated for Best Picture. Like, is it because you couldn't say, oh, a John Wick film was up for, or a Fast film is up for an Academy Award? I don't think so because Gladiator was up for an Academy Award. That's you're tr- you're right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like Lord of the Ring, and like we're talking, we're, yeah. we're reaching back a little while here, but the like Dark Knight, yeah, The Dark Knight, yeah, like Gladiator. I mean the 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 stunt work in that is pretty it's intense. Unreal. I mean, just in terms of like the the fight choreography in the stadium stadium yeah. Coliseum, Coliseum. Uh, is like next level um, and the stuff with the tigers and all that kind of stuff. And like, so like, I don't think it's that they don't appreciate it mm-hmm. per se. I think it's the top. T- I think what you're getting at, and I, I agree is the top tier stunt work is not in what the Academy tends to look at. Right. It's not in the fablemans. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's like, Oh, look, a guy got punched. There we go. Yeah. Sweet right. stunt. Um, so that's an interesting question. I mean, it's like for the Academy to do this, do they need something that they can grasp onto? That's like, look at this top tier filmmaking film that fits in all of the boxes that we love to like make, you know, make believe that all films are in these boxes. Right. Um, do they need that to sort of push them down the line? Because the popcorn stuff isn't going to, isn't going to isn't going to push him. Right. And that's why I'm like, honestly, I'm so glad that Top Gun Maverick came out last year and did Mm -hmm. as well as it did because it opened up the possibility for me, at least to think like if dead reckoning part one does well, if, if John wick, obviously it's doing well already, but if it it gets taken seriously, yeah. Could there be a serious change? And we, obviously we don't even know where the Academy awards are being held next year. It could be on Hulu for all we know. It's it, it, there's a greater chance now more than ever for them to not only take this into account, taking horror acting into account. Like there's there's yeah. the possibilities are open right now for filmmaking at the Academy. And um, like if this movie and if Dead Reckoning Part One don't sway them, I don't know what would. Like there's nothing like th- sure. there's just from what I've seen from the new Mission Impossible movie, I'm like, come on, dude. Come on, yeah. Tom Cruise is trying to driving a dirt bike off of a cliff and parachuting from like like we can't get better than that, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens come Academy time. Um, yeah. Because God, do you man. think? I, I'm like I'm trying to think here. I'm like, when was the last time? And I don't know offhand, so we can speculate wildly or start googling. But when was the last time like a new category was added to the Oscars? Like I know the sound ones were combined a couple of years ago, so it's it does change, but like Yeah. Um well they tried to add the fan favorite, which was not a real category. Sure. Um Dude, I don't know. I really don't know. But like for the below the line categories, I'm like Yeah. For the technical Yeah. Imagine, imagine a stunt award and seeing that reel and seeing Chad get up there and being like, we fucking did it. Like that, like, do you understand? Like that is something I want to see. 
Like that's yeah. just it's just so crazy because cinema is every is so many things now, you know, and they still try and put it into boxes. And I think Andrea Riseborough's nomination last year was a clear distinction. It's like this is what they see as important. And I think she was great, but like cinema is fucking everything, man. Yeah. It's everything. Um, it looks like in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. That is when best animated feature was segmented out. Interesting. Inter- that makes sense because Pixar. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, that's been a long time now, but it's like that's still like modern cinema history in my Absolutely. Opinion, at least. So it's like it's I don't think it's out of control. for, And that would have been, you know, from the same kind of vibe that we have now of like yeah like all of these animated films are coming out that are like awesome yeah and um well so i'm gonna pump the brakes on that because uh the first winner of best animated feature was shrek so i think which i think we've talked about on this pod yeah that i say that out loud i'm like i think we've been there not um, ideal. Not the best way. We'll to say start 2002 that. was Spirited Away. So like, there you go. There you fucking go. There's your your a masterpiece uh, <laughs> starting one. Yeah. Yes. So there's a precedent for things to be added, and I think now more than ever we're at that period of time where it's like, hey, people don't like the Oscars, dude. You should yeah. do everything in your power to make people like the Oscars, and adding a stunt category is definitely not going to be bad because also it's going to up the ante for stunts. Like yeah. that, the only thing that's going to happen from that is not the only thing, but a huge thing that's going to happen from that is people are going to be like, "Oh, I can win an Academy Award for stunts." Yeah. Fuck the CG, dude. We're getting we're getting a real you know we're getting a real stunt team in here to do this shit, and uh, yeah, that's just really exciting to me. So. Well, and there's the whole thing with like the four minute mile where it's like they said for the longest time that no one could run a four minute mile, right? And then someone did, and then like within like. I think six months afterwards, like three more people did. And it's like, yeah. oh, it can be done. I guess I can do it. You know, <laughs> it definitely can so, be done. So like, yeah. just let's see what, uh, <laughs> what's possible. What's possible when escalation happens like that. It's weird. I feel like the more we talk about this topic, I think we've done a segment on this before. <laughs> we probably have. Cause I'm like, and it's been a while, <laughs> you know, but I'm kind of like, I feel like I've definitely hit that note before in this conversation and we're still talking about it we are and now more than ever we are closer than ever to having this actually become a reality because people are campaigning yeah. for it they're like dude you can't deny this like keanu's yeah. not going to win a best actor for this movie but he, what he does is absolutely unbelievable yeah. so it's like um and th- and then you'll get people who would never ever be up for an academy award not keanu because there's that's yeah. a, he's an actor actor but like stunt people yeah. Like you don't like just like there's so many more people that create films as we know than just the two people in front of the camera. And it's like yeah. that's just, there's we need this. We need this for filmmaking. Like, yeah. You know, it'd be really cool. What? If they did like a nomination, if they did a category for it and then they treated it like the uh, the best song. Oh. And they did like a stunt by that crew. <laughs> They bring on a stair during the, set during and the like, ceremony. Jump down that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like I in my head I was like, it'd be so sweet to see the winner just like do a backflip up onto the stage, you know? Yes. Um, yes. And they would. <laughs> and they would. They absolutely would. I mean, like Ray Park, and it's just like, oh my God, man. It'd be a th- it would become a thing of like the person who won for st- stunt work. I guess it would be stunt coordinators, would be that like probably the one who comes up, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like th- it would become a thing of like, how are you gonna go up there, you know? Yes, yes. And I will say, as a parting note here, uh, we're now into the era of stunt coordinators as filmmakers. Like, yeah. my feelings on David Leach aside, like, he is a phenomenal stunt coordinator who worked on The Matrix and him and Chad. And, like, we're in this era of the action filmmakers are actually people who know action and who've mm-hmm. done it and understand this stuff and can make it work. So, can I watch Supercop? Man, no time like the present to get this well, thing Well, and that's, yeah, like, that's the thing is, like, it's... We're past the time of VFX coordinators yes. running the show um, and we're into the the stunt coordinators. I think there is like a, a shift there and I think that's pretty sweet. It is sweet. It is sweet. So um, go see John Wick 4. It rips, you know, just do it. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Um, and 
yeah, nice. that'll do it for this episode, guys. All right. Good stuff. A lot of, a lot of, we talked a lot about, <laughs> about John Wick and stunts. <laughs> it's true. But for good it's reason. good stuff. Yeah. For good well, reason. It deserves to be part of the conversation. Absolutely. And continuing with that, let's go into our recommendations, which, uh, are going to be movies that feature amazing stunt work, excluding the Mission Impossible movies and the John Wick movies, because those are yes. kind of like modern, obvi- or ob- very obvious yeah. uh, kind of answers here. And I will say, I, I feel like, because you mentioned that your your recommendation was a little older, so I feel like we can say safely, um, not the Fast and Furious franchise either. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that safe that, to that say? Was, okay. Yeah, that was not going to be part of my yeah. thing anyway, even though there's some interesting stuff in those movies. Yeah. But, um, uh, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. All right. Uh, so my recommend. This was hard. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I had a whole debate because I really wanted to recommend Super Cop, which is a oh, Jackie Chan yes. Michelle Yao movie. But I haven't seen that movie. I've just oh, seen the trailer. It. It's so and I'm good. like, I, and I'm like, I literally. You texted me around the middle of the day today, and I debated firing it up. <laughs> Before we record this podcast, so this can be my recommendation. I did not, um, and I can't recommend something I haven't seen. So, um, integrity, ladies and gentlemen. Integrity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the movie I'm I'm going with is one that I'm like, I love this movie. There's things about it that I'm like, I don't know how much I'm supposed to like this movie anymore. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna recommend Baby Driver. Yeah. Yes. By uh, Edgar, Edgar Wright. Yeah. Yeah. Weird because like there's Kevin Spacey in it and I'm like, yeah. Uh, and there's Enzel Engort, which I'm like, I don't know where we've yeah, landed really yeah. on him. He's kind of. Yeah. Um, but this movie is fucking incredible. Um, a, yeah. And the stunt driving work in this is absolutely next level. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how half of it's even close. There are sh- like there are shots where a real car rolls up and like the back wheel is maybe two feet from the lens of this camera. Yes. And I'm like, that's like a thing that's like, you can't like, you got to land this perfect. Yeah. Um, Or you're like taking out, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollar cameras and a person um, and a, and a handful <laughs> of people. Yeah. And a crane and like all this different, like, just like, yeah, yeah bad day. Not good. Um, and there's stuff that's just like, I don't know, like the it's it's next level. It's the kind of thing that only Edgar Wright could like demand that level yes. of stunt driving in it. Um, and I love this movie, man. Like, yeah, it's one of the few ones I, I feel like I can get past the Kevin Spacey of it. Sure. Yeah. Um, You know, like which is not a long list, but like I know um, this honestly might be the only one on that list. But this movie, I mean, the soundtrack kicks kicks ass like the whole thing is just it's it's classic Edgar Wright and you can't hate Edgar Wright he's so good exactly and it's so funny because I think he danced around this kind of movie for a long time because Mm -hmm. you have moments like this in Hot Fuzz like you have Mm -hmm. like he wants to get into the action sequences so much in these movies yeah even in like Shaun of the Dead yeah yes and and um this is the or the what was the world's end like there there are action the end, sequences yeah. in these movies but they're not action films he does it and yeah. he also he did a a music video uh years ago um and I don't remember who the band was where it's basically the opening scene of baby driver it's a getaway driver sitting in a car yeah uh, yeah <laughs> yes and i think it's old greg it that makes sense <laughs> Great, great recommendation. I I do love this movie, regardless of how I feel about some of the actors in it. It's it's yeah. um it's deeply impressive. <laughs> the stunt yeah, driving, like insane. from a stunt point of view, it, it it doesn't get better. There's a sequence in a in an alley where he's like drifting yeah. around a truck that's backing out that I'm still not sure how they pulled off. But like he <laughs> does like a three point yeah. turn. Well, movie. He does like a three point turn, like. In a skid, I don't. It's wild. It's unbelievable in an actual alley. Like, how do you? Yeah, it's next level. Great recommendation. Renter, um, <laughs> renter, buy on Amazon or iTunes. So. Gotcha. Not on a streamer anywhere. That's weird. That is kind of odd, huh? Well, that's a good recommendation. Um, 
it's funny. I'm going the opposite end of that and going with a lot of fight stuff, probably because I just saw John Wick. But um, <laughs> I'm going to recommend a movie called The Protector, which I have not seen in a very, very Ooh. long time. I'm not even sure if this is a good movie or not, but <laughs> I remember three distinct action sequences that just like grabbed me by the throat. There's one mm-hmm. specific one in a like a warehouse situation with a lot of people on four wheelers that are it's mm-hmm. just like you've never seen stuff. And this is, I believe, a Thai film, so like they're going for it. Like there's yeah. no like there are pads, but like people are getting hit in the face. Like there's no, you know, you're <laughs> yeah. pulling your punches, but they're getting wrecked on this on this sense. Yeah. Um, and there's one specific scene where uh I should actually explain the movie, but basically Tony Jaw, I've talked about him before. He's absolutely phenomenal. He's one of the best fighters in the world. Him, Eco mm-hmm. Uas, I think, are the two goats of this point, um, of this generation. But it's basically about this dude who's, I believe, trying to track down an elephant that was owed to Thailand. That's that's what I remember sure. of the film. Um, Tracks. And he just beats the living hell out of people. And there's this one sequence in a, I want to say a shopping complex, like a mall, where mm-hmm. he's just wrecking people. And there are moments where people are taking falls off of like three, four stories, like into mm. something. And you're like, that's real because they didn't have VFX in 2004 like this yeah. that could make this work. And it's Thailand. Like, you know that they're doing this shit for real. And not just that, but the actual filmmaking highlights the martial arts, which I think is important. Yeah. And that's something that Chad Stahelski with John Wick does a lot. And that's what all Jackie Chan movies, like they highlight, they're in wides. They're not in these like close, quick cutting mediums. Like it's wide. You see the whole scene in one shot. Like if it can't play in one shot, probably cut it. Like that's, that's the way I feel. There's no like, okay, we're going to film this one punch. Yeah. No Jason. All right. And then we'll reset. And now we're going to film this one punch and then we'll reset. Yeah. And crossing the line and all of that stuff. Um, this movie is unreal. Even if you don't watch the whole movie, go and look up some of the action scenes. They're absolutely unbelievable. And Tony Jaa is just a monster. Like he's just, he's, he's wow. so good. Um, so check out the protector. It's Adding worth it to my watch list. It's on Tubi. So free with ads. Nice. nice. <laughs> Love that. And, uh, I feel yeah. like to, to go back to what we were saying, like the Oscar nom, kind of thing that's going to do it is going to be one of these contained like judge dread like yeah. all in one location all in like a honestly like a building or a tower or something yeah you know where it's just like fight sequences for two hours and you're yeah. like well and there we are there we go yep you're right but i'm here for it so yeah <laughs> let's yeah. do it the princess yes facts joey king joey king uh, all right, let's um, let's bring it home. That's yeah. uh, quite the episode we got here. Um, yeah. Man, I love talking about stunt stuff, though. It's, it's like, so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I almost want, like, not so much a category of stunts in the Oscars, but I just want, like, a stunts award show. Yeah, Give like me the SAG stunts. awards for stock. For stock. Give me the SAG awards for stunt work. Like, Why not? There's got to be a I would, union. Like, I would watch the shit out of that. How is there no stunt guild? Like, there's definitely a there union for those dudes. Like, yeah. come on, man. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so let's bring it home. Josh, uh, we're going to remember to do this this week. Yes. Where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on the internet on Twitter at Josh Fuller 33 Fuller is spelled with no E. You can also find me on both Letterboxd and Instagram at Josh J. Fuller. And where can people find you, Willis? Uh, you can find me on the internet. Uh, at Willis Film on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Letterboxd. Uh, and if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters. You can find us on Twitter eh, at Pixel Split yeah. Pod. Uh, and you can find us on Letterboxd uh, at Pixel Splitters, where you can find all of our recommendations, including The Protector and Baby Driver. Yes. I don't really? know. That, that's not so much of a double feature. Not really, but just good stunt work overall. Yeah. Yeah. You could appreciate it. <laughs> Good like clips, good highlights on YouTube for both. Yeah, movies. yeah. Spend an hour YouTubing all yeah. of the action sequences in those two movies. Exactly. <laughs> um. All right. All right. That'll do it. Um. Yeah. Coming down to almost to a hundred episodes here. Josh. That's the thing, guys. We're almost at a hundred episodes, yeah. and we this is, need this to is find 92. out what to do. Yeah. Yeah. With um, the one hundred. <laughs> yeah. 
Recommendations welcome. Reach out. Yes. We just gave you all of our handles. I'm not going to do it again. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, don't know, I feel like we should like live watch a movie or something, but that's not what this podcast is about. It's so. not. I was thinking about a commentary <laughs> track, though. Ooh. It could be that, fun. That'd be fun just to fucking do. I know. I that would know. take considerably longer amount of time than it uh, would, but we wouldn't have to edit anything. That's true. It would just be like here's because you couldn't cut anything out because it's the length of the movie. Yeah, yeah, dude. I maybe a commentary track coming at you guys. We'll see. <laughs> How do we even begin to pick a movie for that? I have no idea. Poll. We'll do a poll. <laughs> <laughs> I literally thought you like meant holes, the fucking Shia LaBeouf movie. I, I heard hole holes. and I was like, holes? I would commentary holes. <laughs> I don't know that I'd have anything to say about holes. I'd be like, this movie's fucking weird as hell. It is. John Voight. My God. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf, you have no idea what's in your future. <laughs> Dude, Sigourney Weaver is in that movie. <laughs> that movie, that movie is legit. Did you have to read that book in school? No. I had to read that book in school. Was it good? And then they made a movie about it. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. It, it was like 30 years ago. Who knows? It wasn't knows? 30 years ago. It was like 20 years ago. Oh, God. God. Um, anyway. All right. We should stop talking. We now. should stop talking. Um, eight episodes to go until episode 100. That's crazy. Um, crazy. Thanks for listening, everybody. End of pod.